Bienvenidos a Radio MNA, y'all. My name is Vero Ayati Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we have a little heartbreak episode going for you, you know, our regularly paced um, anti-Valentine's Day episode, even mm-hmm. though we're a little bit late because we made yeah. our New York episode two-part, yeah, and then we it kind of messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> we messed up our timing, but I don't feel like, I mean, we're recording this the day after Valentine's Day, I also feel like, you know, by Friday you might be ready for something different, so... <laughs> This is um this is technically a breakups episode, but heartbreak breakups, you know, same same deal, same. right? Right. Similar breakups. theme, similar theme. What's but... the first breakup song that you brought us, Bennett? All right, this is a 2010 um, throwback. This is called Me, Me Enamore, and it's by Angel y Chris. Let's take another listen. mentioned on this show before the fact that i have a whole playlist that is basically for heartbreak it's like a heart broken heart emoji playlist <laughs> we we did a heartbreak episode it was like episode 17 or something so it was many years ago now but um we have touched on this topic before um although in relationship to how many times we talk about love i feel like it's really imbalanced <laughs> like we talk about love way more than we talk about heartbreak um but I remember the time that I found this particular song and it resonated super hard after a particular breakup like many years ago. And yeah, there's just something for me very incredible about finding a song that like hits exactly on what you're feeling in mm. a particular moment. And I know, Veto, this isn't something that you necessarily relate to. Like you don't relate to music in that way. But um, for me, it's definitely like a, a real thing that I get a lot of solace out of. Yeah, I mean... It's not like I don't never relate to music in that way in terms of the lyrics and stuff. But when I'm sad, especially when I'm like going through like heartbreak and something like a breakup, like I um, I get when I'm really, really sad, I just don't listen to music. Like I just like mm-hmm. have like it's like I feel like empty and sad and like music is like yeah. joy to me. And like I have to really force myself to it's like forcing yourself to do things that make you happy and like music right I don't sit there and like listen to sad music and like you know cry my heartbreak it's like you know I'm just like a shell of myself which includes not listening to music yeah (laughs) it's pretty pathetic actually um 
Yeah, I get that. I mean, sometimes I that can be true for me too. That if I'm having a hard time, I won't be listening to music. But um, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, I feel like love related stuff. I t- I tend to go toward music, mm-hmm. and so this mm-hmm. this song really like even though this is like a kind of like hybrid song like it has a lot of different things going on musically with it it definitely like was part of that period in my life was definitely part of like solidifying my love for bachata which is just mm-hmm. such a great heartbreak genre you know it's like yeah I mean, the original the heartbreak the genre. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so but yeah it's really interesting to look at this playlist because like i started it maybe like five breakups ago or something but i have come back to it <laughs> many times since and you can actually see like in the dates in which i added songs i can be like oh that was that breakup and then that was that breakup. Oh. it's just like, it's like <laughs> a really so interesting cool. like historical document <laughs> it's like your at this own point. little history that's dope i like that that's yeah, really cool i didn't i only noticed it last night when i was looking at it and i was like oh wow this is really cool <laughs> um so very cool yeah it's like a record of my breakup processing wow i Um, love that yeah yeah but the lyrics of the song weird little digital artifact i know (laughs) i know i i've having a lot of feelings about spotify lately obviously because there's been all this stuff about joe rogan and i'm just like spotify i just need you to get it together because like leaving that platform would be a big loss for so many reasons for me like i rely on it in so many ways and like so I'm like hoping that they fucking get their fucking shit together. I mean, they've taken down a lot of his archive, but I'm like, I don't mm. know. I don't know what mm. the right move is, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about like the other day I heard that you can s- like transfer your playlists yeah. to title. Like you can like transfer them all. And that made me feel like maybe it could be possible to switch. Right. I've considered switch. switching to title a bunch of times, except for it seemed like very onerous to do it also because of like all of my playlists and everything um because the sound is better and they have better credits and i'm always looking at the song credits Mm. to see like who produced it who wrote it you know like yeah and their credits are just a lot more um they're just better and so i've considered doing that but um it seems kind of onerous i'd never considered the thing about the dates though which like that like is so fucking cool like i'd never considered that and that's I like know. that would be a big loss too yeah and then just you know i don't know title enough to know if like the if the features are the same like the things that i really rely on are the same and the mm. algorithms and stuff you know um got it yeah so. i don't feel like i interact with the algorithms yeah. on spotify at all so that's you don't not, yeah um, important yeah. to me yeah 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 but yeah, I mean the lyrics of this uh, song in terms of the um, chorus, like just I feel like this is such a real thing that happens sometimes where you know you don't really know what happened, but you like fell in love. You know, you just sort of fell, and now you're like you know have to pick up the pieces, and you're like I don't know, I don't know how that happened, but here I am. You know, and I think that that's definitely resonated with me in the past and some of my experiences of just you know. Mm-hmm. No sé cómo fue, pero me enamoré, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do we ever know cómo fue? No. You know? I mean, I feel like sometimes it's a little more like, tiene razón, you know? But sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, at some point, it's always a little bit of like, biochemical trickery right yeah (laughs) precisely being bamboozled by your brain chemicals Uh uh-huh yeah yeah man 
Well, here we are with the sobering post-Valentine's Day take, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to be going through a breakup or whatever, hopefully you find some solace in this. Or you're single and you have to remember that like the dark side of love is the the potential for a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I've never been anti-Valentine's Day like because I'm a cheese ball, you know. And so mm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always like down for an opportunity to just like celebrate each other or whatever it is you know and i never do anything like i've never gone out to like a restaurant or anything it feels super extra to do on valentine's day but last night i went to the grocery store at like 6 p.m on valentine's day (laughs) and it was like wild scene like um like there was like a rush you know for like all the flowers and all the balloons (laughs) and like the the valentine's candy aisle (laughs) yeah the valentine's candy aisle was absolutely empty like like really interesting so funny i was like wow is this what people are doing like you know i feel like mostly i think about like straight men I'm mm-hmm. like, is this what straight men are doing? Like, fuck, I gotta go to Safeway. I gotta go to Safeway and get and right. get those chocolates and get those roses so I don't come home empty-handed. You know, like, that's sort of what I feel like is happening. That's so um, funny. And I was like, wow, I guess this really is, like, a, a thing that people feel obligated to do. I don't know. I think I've always done it in, like, a very DIY, like, I did some craft I found on Etsy kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, that's so funny. I've never bought anybody red roses on Valentine's Day. Like, it seems so meaningless to me when it's so rote, you know? yeah put some thought into it dude you know like but yeah i don't know the whole thing feels rather meaningless to me although i do like um i do like that in latin america it's like dia del amor y de la amistad that feels like right that like i feel like i just really bristle against the idea of like putting romantic love like above other kinds of love i think that it's like a fucking tool of the patriarchy to right, to right. like make romantic love be like the pinnacle of human social um interaction but like um so that's why i'm just always like ugh, anti but i so i've never really celebrated it before until last night when hey. my bestie was like do you want to be my valentine and yeah like, oh okay <laughs> Better on no. Valentine, y'all. Unexpected twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, she's she is a romantic, you know? Yeah. And, like, she, mm. like, was, like, feeling a sort of way. She just, like, ended something with somebody, and she was, like, feeling mm. a sort of way, and she, like, wanted to do something. So I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go do something. And, like, you know, like, she's my girl, you know? Like, we're, like, each other's people in, like, a really right. special way that um, – it's also very funny. People think that we date all the time because we're very right. intimate. Like yeah. we like, you know, hold each other's hand and like, Aww. you know, like are very close and um, we're both queer, you know? <laughs> so like, I don't know. My sister was like, are you queer? Is she queer? Like, why don't y'all date? I'm like, because no. it's not, that's not all it takes. I could not see that. Yeah. No way. No, no, no. it's just not the vibe, you know, like no. we're very close. We're very intimate with each other, but it's just like, you know, not the vibe, but yeah. But yeah. So, um, even though I, uh, have for most of my adult life, not been single last night was the first time that I, that I actually celebrated. You went out on Valentine's day. I went out. What was it like? What was the scene like at the bar or restaurant or wherever you went? Oh, there were a lot of couples. There was a lot, there were a lot of people taking pictures and then like posting them during dinner. I'm just like, don't you want to pay attention to your Valentine? No, no. (laughs) Mm -mm. 
it's all for the looks it's all for the looks it feels like that shit with those things and also there were a lot of men walking around the street with like i saw a dude walking around the street with like i swear looked like a bouquet of 50 roses it was Mm -hmm. so many it was so So I was like, what is happening? I'm usually like home forgetting that it's, you know, like that it's happening. It's not something I pay attention to. Yeah. People are out here being cliches on Valentine's Day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't judge. I feel like if it makes you happy, that's cool. But yeah, I I feel like that's how you end up with something like the Tinder swindler is like people (laughs) thinking that like romantic love is like the the best thing of all time and the only thing that's going to actually make you happy. So you like ignore all these like weird flags and people who have enemies. Enemies. If somebody was like, I have enemies, I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's get into your your first song and then I want to come back to this because I have so many thoughts (laughs) as well. All right. what's your first song my first uh breakup song is a new song by an artist called dori sanai it's called que sufras thought the song was so pretty the visual mm-hmm. was so pretty she's so pretty yeah. <laughs> it's just like all of it is just like this like really like gorgeous heartbreak bolero um mm-hmm. and i really loved it yeah same i think it's really beautiful and the video is also really like haunting kind of uh yes it's just stunning it's all really really great um it sort of came right at the right time because i was like Okay, breakups. Like, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> you know? Like, you don't have a whole playlist ready for it? I uh, do not. Shocker. Shocker. And I, was I mean, I like, sent you mine, but I know it's not really like your, you know, it's not really like yeah, your, yeah. your music tastes, you know? Yeah. So I am, so I was very grateful for it and I really, really like it. And um, so Doris Anai. Um, is Mexican from LA. I met her a couple times actually. That's so cool. um, yeah, because she she was a manager. She like managed like Latin artists. I think she managed Cuco and like a couple other people. So she was like in the industry. 
And so I know her through like, you know, just like music stuff. And I, I remember this one night specifically going to see Arca at the shed um, with a few folks and she was part of the group. And it was just like this like wild pre-pandemic night because like we were at the shed and like we were in line to get into the show and like Guy Fieri walks out and I was like, that was weird. And then like, and then like at the Arca show, like Bjork came out and like was like five feet away from me and I was like dying. So it was just like, you know, a very memorable, um, night but she's really sweet she's really cool she's been in the music industry for a long time sort of like managing other people's careers and it's really dope to see that she's Mm -hmm. got her own thing going and it is stunning i Mm -hmm. am really really here for it Mm -hmm. yeah what did you think about the lyrics of this song oh yeah i mean so i like i feel like when it was i saw that the title is que sufras like that feels Mm -hmm. like dramatic to me in a way that like really appeals to me (laughs) yeah you know and also like the first time so like when i first heard it i thought it was like te gusta el amor que sufras and i was like yeah that's right it's like if you like love like you better be prepared to suffer that's not what the lyrics are no lyrics are like te gusta el dolor bueno que sufras you know and it's like she was saying um in this interview so like the video premiered on Remezcla and in the interview for it, she was like, you know, un dicho de mami que dice, a los hombres les encanta sufrir, so déjalo sufrir, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I thought that that was like right on, you know? Yeah. Um. So um, I think it's more of a song of like not allowing yourself your emotions and like putting your own self through suffering because of it, which, mm. you know, is probably something that I do. Um, but we're in therapy for that (laughs) yes yes and um and i yeah i really 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 like this song um Mm -hmm. she has a new album coming out soon like the date is just like tba but at least in like spring so Mm -hmm. i'm definitely waiting for it if this track and these visuals are uh part of the larger vision i am really hyped yeah i'm excited too i had not had not heard of her knew her in the way that you do um but yeah i love it que sufras pues <laughs> yeah que sufras, you know it's like mm-hmm. what are you mm-hmm. gonna do <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah all right the tinder swindler oh my fucking god yeah. that movie so that movie feelings. i was like live texting you through it and i was like right i, I was like oh my god um the Ponzi scheme part of it really got me. I was like, whoa, like this dude is like, you know, he's got these women like stacked up. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Man. That's the thing that really sort of got to me. I, you know, like the man was like an abuser and horrifying mm-hmm. and like, you know, I'm not suggesting that I'm victim blaming here. You know, it's not their faults. Like they were like absolutely victims of a horrifying crime, but like, I was wondering throughout, like, did you craft a personality that would match each of these women or right. not? And it then, like, it, then at, at the end when they were like, oh, he sent the exact same text to me and me and me and me. And I was like, what connection did you have with this person other right. than his money? Right. Like, what and were like, you into? Attractive? Yeah. What were you into? Like, all he said was, like, I I mean, vulnerability, the fact that he listened to you, maybe. Like, I just, like, I don't, I didn't understand, like, what the fuck kind of connection or anything in common people had with this well, man. Like one if of he the... was, like, sending literally the same messages to every single person. Like, I miss you, baby. I want to be with you. Like, well, that's all one it of takes. The women, one of the women was just a friend 
too. Yeah. One of them she was wasn't even a, a lover, which I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know. Maybe in some ways that's more realistic that you would help out a that friend. That seems in more a way. realistic to me. I feel like I am more yeah. liable to fall for that, actually. Yeah. And they were friends for like it. a year, too. It wasn't like I met yeah. you on Tinder a month ago. But there were some funny like memes on TikTok about like what what the response would have been if like they were it was black women that he was connecting with on Tinder. <laughs> well, the other thing that was wild to me about that movie is the kind of access white people have credit to. Like oh nobody's going to give me a $40,000 loan. They know I can't pay that shit back. Like multiple times over. <laughs> you know like who's going to yeah. do that? But it's wild. I mean the lack of retribution, like the the fact that he was like his crimes are so obvious and evident and he literally like was in prison for five minutes for something one thing that he did and now he's just like out there living as a free man i mean i'm hoping that this documentary will really like fuck his shit up right but i can't imagine it has not like he this is like the equivalent of being like tarred and feathered in the public square like (laughs) he is being punished like yeah you but know, with, like, I with, not like, that, like I don't really believe in punishment, but like I believe in accountability. But I don't think that man is like really seeking to be accountable. No, <laughs> but this not. is definitely like if punishment is some is what we're seeking. Like this is punishment. Like this is like being tarred and feathered, and then like you know, like being locked up with your neck and hands in that device in the public square. Like that's. <laughs> what that is but with like with like a lot of receipts you know like it isn't just like hearsay like these reporters like really did the most like i was really impressed with them and like all the things they did to prove what was happening you know um so i yeah i'm not into punishment but i'm also this isn't like call out culture like this man like no 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 done all of the things that he no yeah i mean it's not that he wasn't guilty but it, yeah. it's definitely like a public shaming which i'm yeah. what i'm suggesting is it's not i would say that's this is not a deed gone unpunished i think that that is like a I pretty see. severe punishment you know yeah. like to be right. shamed that publicly right. Right. But it took like Netflix and some journalists to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, if and they it's hadn't not done the it... criminal legal system. Our criminal legal system is interested no. in punishing people like him. I mean, he's just, it's like the amount of laws he broke, you know, just in these couple of instances. So anyway, it was what wild. What are the laws that he broke? I mean, he had a lot of fake passports. Like, yeah, that's he a did felony. have a lot of fake passports. Right. Right. Um, is it illegal to convince somebody to pay you, to give you money and then not pay them back? No, I don't actually like know that legally. That's legal. I'm right. talking. That's Obviously, true. it's unethical. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, that would probably be considered fraud, right? Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, it, it you depends could... on this country and the laws of the country. Yeah. Also, like, who do you call like Interpol? Like, it's like all over Europe. You know. I know. I know. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I mean, that's why these women have a GoFundMe. <laughs> like, pay. also, like, why don't you just file for bankruptcy? I was confused, but maybe they don't have bankruptcy. Maybe in they don't Sweden. have bankruptcy in Europe. Yeah, maybe that's just like a Euro- American thing. I don't um, know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's true. I don't know what the laws are around lying. <laughs> I don't think there are. Th- that yeah, many. I mean, it's like unethical, but like. Right. I don't know I if I like borrowed that. 50 right. bucks from you and then like never texted you back again. Like what the fuck are you going to do? No, you're right. I mean, probably the biggest crime was all the fake documents. Yeah. Like, all the fake passports and stuff. So anyway, that was wild. It was a trip y'all. Truly. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor, these poor women, like what I, what I really feel about, I mean, the money is hard. But like yeah. what I feel like is probably the biggest trauma is like realizing that you've been lied to in that way like 
that's kind of heartbreak that I'm not sure that I would ever get over. Yeah. You know, like just being gaslit like that, like definitely shake. I had a partner that gaslit me for like a couple of months and I was like, it made me fucking bonkers. No, you were, you know, you were really struggling. Yeah. It's, it's no, that's, that's definitely like the thing that makes is a, a unique type of sort of like emotional mistreatment. Yeah, it's so tell very, someone that their reality intense. is not real when it is. Yeah, it's a really like mm-hmm. fucked up thing. Wow, yeah. Oi. Yeah. Well, my favorite well, part was when the woman started selling his designer clothes. <laughs> oh yeah, she was a fucking G. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, this guy's looks kind of a spoiler, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, that was like that was priceless. I was like, you go, good job. Yeah. Um, and I think those clothes are probably worth a lot more now if they're still being sold. <laughs> People are going to be like, I have the Tinder Swindler's Chanel jacket. <laughs> um, I don't even know if Chanel makes jackets. I, this is how little I know about designer clothing. <laughs> I'm sure Chanel makes jackets. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So my next, uh, heartbreak song I brought before, um, I brought it, I looked it up. I brought it to a team feelings episode, but it's definitely like, uh, if the last one, the first one that I brought was like my 2014 breakup song. This was like my 2019 breakup song. (laughs) I've had a lot of breakups, y'all, a lot of relationships. Um, so let's take a listen. It's called Prometiste and it's an MTV unplugged with Pepe Aguilar featuring La Marisol, Melissa and Angela Aguilar. experienced what the song is describing like and the breakup in which this song really hit there was absolutely no promise of forever (laughs) at all it was not even that long of a relationship but something about the feelings in this song like just really hit in that moment Mm. and I remember I can like remember being in a Target parking lot (laughs) like a couple days after um, and just like listening to this song on repeat so I don't know sometimes it's just like the yeah it's the emotion not necessarily Mm -hmm. like the literal like description of the experience that just like feels right you know for me in a certain moment a certain breakup or whatnot so yeah this is interesting because I feel like 
one rift that I had with my ex is that I would never be like, I'll be with mm-hmm. you forever. Because I was like, right. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like, I'm not going to make a weird promise that I don't know that I can keep. But like, I don't know. She was way more of a romantic than I am, like, which is like, you know, it doesn't take a lot. But um, <laughs> but like, she just like wanted to hear that I was going to be with her forever. And I was like, what if you're a dick to me? I'll break up with you. <laughs> Like, you know, like, I'm not going to, which ended up being what happened. It's like, she ended right. up, like, cheating me and gaslighting me. So I was like, I broke up with you. <laughs> you know, right. like, I'm not going right. to, I don't know. So I feel like I'm like, it feels really weird for me to, like, be like, promise something. Like, no, this is, like, something that feels unpromisable. But, like, there's also something about, like, you know, um, I don't know, like the romantic gesture of like, yes, being so confident that like this is going to be forever that people love people. love. Of course, that's like fucking weddings, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I have also never like dreamt of weddings or cared for any. So, right. I mean, not I love going to them. I just don't want to be in one. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to imagine being at your wedding. Yeah, I would be. I would be really surprised. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I would be really surprised. I mean, I would yeah, support yeah, you, yeah. but I would be surprised. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere like, I'm like a realist like you. Like, I don't. I do think that there's something false in like making promises you can't keep, but I also mm-hmm. think there is something sweet or powerful in an intention. You know, um, an intention toward like a future with someone. And I think that's yeah. what, if I got married, that's what I would, you know, I wouldn't be like till death do us part, but like, right. you know, no, that there's I some agree. intention. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, I think to me, like, cause like the way that we were living, it's like, we were saving up for a house. We were like, so, you know, yeah, like, no, you, talking, were. you know, yeah. it's, it's like, it was clearly like we did it for 11 years, fam. Like, yeah. it's like, I wasn't like in it for the short term. <laughs> like no, any no, minute you I were. could walk out. I'm just like, you, were committed. Just, like, you get over this like weird little thing about like, a fake promise that I made to you. Yeah. Like, come on no, now. I think that's, I think that's also a sign of some like deeper insecurity stuff that you couldn't really address, you know, like that, that's not, yeah, even it wasn't yours really to mine to hold, I guess. No, no. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the thing about this song that feels tender to me is like, even if you don't promise forever, like you don't go into a relationship expecting to like hurt each other, you know, like even though honestly, that's probably what's going to happen. Like, yeah. I mean, even if you, in terms even if you of stay probability, together, yeah. Well, and even if you stay together, like there's a lot of hurt in relationships, Definitely. right? Because there's intimacy. Well, I mean, even nobody in... can hurt you more than somebody that you deeply, deeply love. Right. You know? And even, I mean, even in intimate friendships, like there's a lot of hurt. So there, yeah, there's For something sure. tender about like, God, we weren't trying to do this to each other and here we are, you know, or like mm-hmm. you weren't. So yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I also just love this song, like from a... Um, just like a musical perspective. I told like the story behind it a little bit deeper last time we brought it, but um, the ukulele at the beginning was a mm. woman who like got kind of big on YouTube making covers and then got pulled into this, which is cool. That's mm. Melissa. La Marisol is from La Santa Cecilia. And like, I just love her voice. I think she's an incredible mm-hmm. singer. She does have a really beautiful voice. Uh huh. Pepe Aguilar is the son of like a famous ranchero a ranchera singer and um, Angela is his daughter. So it's also just like, there's a lot of big names on this, on this song. And then the unplugged, like I kind of love an unplugged, you know, like, I don't know. I didn't know that MTV unplugged was like still doing the thing. Like this is a newer song, but um, I mean, newer in terms of MTV unplugged. It's not, it's a few years old, but, uh, but yeah, I love the rawness of it and the the way that it um, changes the sound of a song. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So you only brought two songs this episode because, you know, see what we've talked about with your musics and your relationship to heartbreak and music. But let's get into your second song. So this song I brought because of my jaded ass has been waiting for this moment, which is the moment that Carol G <laughs> and Anuel AA were going to break up and You're the breakup songs come up. <laughs> like the day they started dating, I was like excited yeah. for the breakup songs whenever it's they come. true. I remember. And I was like, God, <laughs> give, can't you let them be in their love? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't interrupt them. I had nothing to do with anything. They don't know who I am. I know, but I was like really, I was really into their love. <sighs> yeah, well, Anuel is a dumbass, so I didn't feel bad. <laughs> this song is called Mommy, and it's Carol G and Becky G. Let's take a listen. Salud, mami. Lo que no sirve que no estorbe. Te metiste a tu gol por torpe. Te quedó grande este torque. Ya no estoy pa' que de mí te enamores, baby. Sin visa ni pasaporte. De tu falso amor de vacaciones Pa' la mierda y nunca vuelvas Que todo se te devuelva No, de lo que me hiciste si no te acuerdas No me vuelvas a llamar So the G's have come together. <laughs> I would say Little G and Big G are they? They're the age is pretty far apart, right? I, I mean, I think so. I think of Carol G as in like her like mid to later thirties, and Becky mm-hmm. G is in her twenties. I guess I don't yeah. know if that's a big age difference or not, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so the song to me is like, it's like, okay, I, you know, it's got a little bit of cumbia, like rhythms in it at first, and then it goes into like your little reggaeton, whatever. I, it doesn't seem like, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but oh, I just I wanted it. to talk. You loved it. I loved it. Why it's perfect it? for this episode. I don't know. It just It is perfect that, for like, this episode. It's true. Yeah, it just has the... The beats I like, like the lyrics are interesting and different, like the beat mm. drop that goes, you know, I just, I'm into it. I'm, fe- I'm feeling yeah, it. It's to gonna me go it on my heartbreak like playlist. Every single other Carol G song that I've ever heard, which yeah. sometimes are great, you know, but right. like it's, I mean, you know, that's the thing. Anyway. It's like, you know, a good formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to talk about Carol G and I appreciate you, up. even though I'm upset about <laughs> it. I actually don't even know the story behind their breakup. What happened? So, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the biggest lover or follower of celebrity gossip. I feel like most of the celebrity gossip that I know is like, you know, 
forced down on me via like Twitter or Instagram or like whatever social media memes situation. But this is what I feel like I know. Uh, they broke up, right? And that mm-hmm. was a while ago. And I forgot to talk about it, even though I've been talking about it for years. And then... Um, Hater. I know. I know. Um, and then recently they had a post where they were like, it's all good. We're still friends, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe there was speculation that they were like trying to get back, back together. Like, I don't right. know if that part is true, but like... On social media, it seemed like we're not together, but you were special in my life and you'll always be my family like type of thing, you know? And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. I I love that. I love people who stay friends. Maybe it's Um, also because you tattooed each other's names on your bodies, you know? (laughs) Oh, do they do that? (laughs) He definitely tattooed her name at some point. I would never do that. Like a big back tattoo. (laughs) I know you wouldn't. Although you do have a matching tattoo with your ex, but it's not in their name, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like when I got that matching tattoo with my ex, I was like actually sort of wanted to break up with with her <laughs> at the time, which is I think why they were like so excited to like yeah. you know, do something that would bond us together or whatever. And I was like, let me get a tattoo that I'd be very happy to have even if we're not together. <laughs> Let me make sure to mute the romantic gesture. <laughs> yeah, I feel very good about it still. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad too. I mean, that's good. Yeah. But okay, so as far as I know, they had that like little moment where that like on social media, but like I think people were like speculating that they were like, you know, trying to get back together or the whatever. I don't, I didn't really look into that, but I think that that's what happened. But then shortly after, he started like publicly stepping out with this like Dominican star called Jailing, and wow. um, and uh, she's like she's been around. Jailing's been around. Like she's just like you know like smaller time, you know, like just like out of like a like a smaller scene in the DR, a smaller like movimiento there but like i feel like now like jading is getting like so much unwanted hatred from people because like i don't know i guess they look she like looks like too hood for them or too like i don't know like what they think but like like it's just like it's misogyny is what it is and racism Mm. but like um i don't really like seek a lot of gossip but like what seems clear to me is that the haterade is like fairly unwarranted and fairly like you know like this like pinning women against each other type of shit but right you know i don't know what's going on between all these three people emotionally so who knows but like i don't know i just feel like of all people who might be blameless i don't know about anuel i don't know about carol g but like what the fuck did dailene do except for like hop on some available dick you know like right no problems with you girl yeah Um, he was was single right they weren't cheating I mean, that's, I don't know, like, supuestamente, I don't really know. Right, that's true. Um, But now it appears that they're married. So it was, like, a really fast-moving situation as far as I can tell. I mean, who knows how long they've been seeing each other, actually. But, like, in terms of, like, publicly, it seems fairly fast. So Was he even married to to Carol G? No. No, they were not married. That's wild. It's not really, though, because, like, if you are two people with a lot of money and resources to invest, marriage makes things complicated. If you're, like, one person that has a lot of money and the other person doesn't have a lot of money, then, like, you just either get a prenup or the person that doesn't have a lot of money gets a lot of money in return. Like, you know, I just feel like that checks out for me. 
also the breakup thing, you know, it's like if you are two people who have like a lot of money and a lot of resources and you're able to like leave and you're not tied to somebody because you don't have a different place to live because like, you know, like your income is suddenly going to be cut in half because like you've got kids to support, like all that stuff like drives people staying together. So when two people are just like bonkers rich, like of course they're going to break up because like the second that it's inconvenient, then you can do it really easily. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, so, so I don't know. So, but like the gossip train really seems to be obsessed with the drums and I don't know how much actual drama is happening, but there's two things that I do know for sure. This song seems rather pointed. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) Carol G is posting a lot more thirst traps to Instagram. Right. So. Like, is she like, fuck the script. I'm going my own direction. Like, I know those, you agreed. <laughs> yeah, those two things are what I know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, we agreed to pretend like this is amicable, but then you you went out and got married. So now I'm like, all bets are off. So know? maybe she's like, just like, fuck that. I mean, like, again, I feel like Anuel is a fucking dumbass. Mm. And... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Carol G, but she's absolutely too good for him. Mm. Uh, so I, uh, you know, like whatever. Throw well, all the shade, girl. I'm here for it. Okay. I have to talk briefly about the movie that I watched last night, which is relevant because it's the JLo, the new JLo movie, which um, stars her and Maluma, though he's not really a star. He's kind of like a secondary character, honestly. But um, it makes me think of this because like, the premise is like they're like a big, you know, actually in love, like movies, you know, like musician couple, like they're both kind of playing themselves in some way on the show and like in this movie. And thankfully, like they actually let JLo be Latina and like on so many movies that she's been in, they like pretend like she's not or they like pretend like she's Italian or some bullshit. So she's actually herself. She's actually right, Latina. Right. Like um, make no mention of her race at all. And just yeah. Like- and just like. <laughs> let you decide whatever you want to decide and then all of a sudden she's giving birth to two red-headed green-eyed babies and you're like what the fuck um that's a li- that's <laughs> a true story y'all. Right. it's a true story it's a true story um anyway i'm not gonna spoil it for people who want to watch it it's pretty bad unfortunately even for someone who likes rom-coms but it makes me think of this <laughs> of just like the yeah the like difficulty of being a public couple i think it could have been more interesting like the premise was not very interesting and like i think they could have done so many interesting things like like there could have been like a sudden reveal at some point that they're actually a PR couple and not a real couple. Like that would have been really interesting, you know, cause that's the thing that happens, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. where people have these like professional, you know, pseudo relationships because it, it benefits them. And anyway, um, it was interesting to see Maluma trying to act. He's not, he's not an actor. He's not <laughs> yeah. An actor. <laughs> There's some like, like cute hmm. singing in the movie, but he's not an actor. Hmm, cute singing. All right. Yeah. And then they never acknowledge that they're like, maybe 30 years apart potentially (laughs) yeah that i hadn't even considered it until you said it and then i was like oh wait yeah that's like a giant age difference yeah yeah well you you think maluma's lying about his age so maybe it's not i do think maluma's lying about his age on wikipedia he says he's in his 20s and i feel like personally like he's calling he's personally calling me stupid i'm just like yeah sweetie we can see your face what the fuck is wrong with you i don't know i I think i'm naive and i'm like wikipedia it's gotta be right right (laughs) but but it's true they don't ask for like don't believe it for a fucking second maluma's in his 30s the fuck yeah but either way even if it's in 30s like yeah, either That's way, JLo's in her 50s. Like it's yeah, like, and they don't... They something don't maybe that. perhaps to acknowledge. 
Yeah, they don't <laughs> acknowledge that. So, anyway, it was it was disappointing. I just feel like nobody nobody knows how to write rom coms anymore. Like, there's it's just bad writing, bad premise. Yeah, just like a sad attempts at diversity. It's just like it's just ugh, it's a shame. It's a shame to the genre. Well, I'm sorry for you. I hope that there's a resurgence of good rom-coms there was a time of good rom-coms there presumably. i felt like it i felt like it i felt like the Nora efron era was better although they were like very very white and like absolutely not diverse at all um but the like dialogue and writing was good you know mm. so i don't know mm. i'm trying to hold out hope for the genre but marry me did not did not help <laughs> it didn't, didn't, it get didn't you do there. it it didn't do it no, <laughs> it didn't do it but i guess that it, it, i mean in some ways it is a pr couple move because maluma and jlo actually did put out a song called marry me for the with the movie so like in some ways the movie is supporting their actual music careers in a very overt way which is interesting so um, yeah yeah i mean it's like a movie soundtrack situation right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm Okay, so the last song for this episode is a different breakup mood, I think, than we've covered so far. It's more of like a good riddance mood. So the song is called Tu No Eres Para Mi, and it's by Fanny Lou. Que mis ojos son estrellas Que mi risa es la más bella Que todos mis atributos son perfectos para él Que si fuera un retratista Que si fuera un buen artista Yo sería su Mona Lisa Y hasta un tango de Gardea Y eso no lo trago yo mood more of like the get rid of good riddance mood you know like you weren't for me like go fuck yourself yeah. sort of but in like a very upbeat poppy way that's a great feeling <laughs> um it's from 2008 this is a colombian pop singer that i've i haven't brought before and like it seems like this is kind of one of her hits like she doesn't have that many um mm-hmm. and i don't know where i came across it somewhere random but it kind of hit and i got it added it to my breakup mix because i think it's good to have different moods on the breakup mix you know so um, when i clicked on this i saw it like it looks like the video like the video is like on finding news like official channel and it says it was uploaded in april of 2020 and i just went through like a whole like emotional roller coaster because i was like why does this look like early like y2k like this is so i was like am i being gaslit here like what's going on and then like but it's like no it's from 2008 and i was like okay <laughs> i was like really going through i was like is why this are you so primed for really gaslighting from right 2020 now? i was just like uh, like you know in a loop <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the interesting thing about this, like, so she says, siempre supe que tú no eres para mí, siempre supe, pero no lo hice caso. Like, that mm. idea that, like, I always knew, but I just ignored it, you know? And uh, I, I, I've certainly been guilty of that. Yeah. And I had a friend say to me years ago, they were like, within two weeks of dating someone, you'll know the reasons why you're going to break up. And not, and that didn't mean, like, you're going to break up with everybody that you date, but that, like, who they are and, like, what your particular issues are going to be show up, like, right away. And it's sort of like two weeks of dating. How many dates are you going on? uh, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously a little bit hyperbole, but I think there's something true about like that, like the shit, the dynamic shows up really early. And it's sort of like, do you pay attention to it? How serious do you take it? How willing are you to deal with that particular brand of whatever that comes out between the two of you? You know, because like, yeah, I feel like you can look back and be like, oh, yeah, there was evidence of this thing that broke us up like very, very early on, you know? And Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that, like, every relationship ends, but, like, every relationship has its, like, particular challenges. And you kind of – there's some research about this, too, like, in couples – in the couples therapy world that, like, most relationship problems are intractable. Like, you can't actually resolve them, but it's about, like, finding different ways to navigate through them, you know? Um, Yeah. So – I think that for sure, like, you know, being in a long-term relationship, you – know what fights you're always going to have and you have to be like am I okay having this fight for the rest of my life (laughs) you know (laughs) I think that like that's how I think about it you know it's like is this like a fight that I'm willing to have over and over forever and ever you know like right which is why you're single (laughs) because you're like no (laughs) yeah no it's true it's true yeah yeah I mean, there's yeah. a there's a degree to which I'm like okay yeah I can do this and then there's like a breaking point where I'm like absolutely not you know well, and I think it depends on how it evolves and, like, how how y'all treat it, too. Like, I think there's – I don't know. I have experiences, like, when a relationship – when you when people treat a relationship – when they treat the problem as, like, a problem they're both trying to solve versus, like, the other person being the problem, you know? Mm. Like, that's a really different orientation to, like, challenges in a relationship and, like, that feeling of, like, we're on the same team trying to figure this out together versus, like, you are fucking shit up or – vice versa you know which like you know works for some problems and others right like if you're cheating or being abusive or whatever like that's that's not a problem right it's not a team problem no but (laughs) but a lot of relationship issues are so yeah um sure so yeah that's what kind of made me think of that's what this song made me think of um nice so some little heartbreak moods some pop moments some some little ditties for y'all that might be going through something in this Valentine's season. So you have something for our members too, huh? Yeah. What are you bringing for them? I think we're going to go in a reggaeton direction and you and I have had this conversation before, but we're going to have it again because we have disagreements about like the meaning of this song in particular. Um, Mm. But we're just going to. Okay. I don't remember. So you don't remember the disagreement. Okay. No. So. um, All right. So this is. um, And sorry, y'all. If you hear my dog in the background, she thinks she's a guard dog. It's really frustrating. Um, This song is Daddy Yankee. Lo que pasó, pasó. Let's take a listen.
So this is obviously a Daddy Yankee classic. I'm sure we brought it to the show multiple times. But for me, this is a breakup song. Like this song is on my breakup playlist because I feel like that feeling of like, lo que pasó, pasó entre tú y yo is like a, mm. there's a cathartic sort of like what happened, it's happened and you know, it's the past or whatever. But I remember you and I have talked about this before and you feel like it's just a song about like a one night stand. Yeah, I've always imagined it. It's just like we had a thing, but you know, whatever. Yeah, and I was listening to lyrics, and I don't know that I, I don't know that we can. I think both of our interpretations could be. You could feel like they're valid, but yeah, for me, this has always been like a, just like the emotion in that line, and like just like being on a dance floor and just like singing along with that song. It just feels very cathartic. Of just like yeah, yeah. for some reason, lo que pasó, like the verb, feels like a singular time, even though it not that's not necessarily true, right? Like it's not like. But something about saying like, look, it pasó, pasó, feels like, oh, that just happened. But it happened. Whatever. Let's move on. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you think that that's not actually the only way to interpret it? No, no, no. It absolutely isn't. Yeah. Like your interpretation, yeah, yeah. I think, is equally yeah. valid. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because I've always thought about it this way. And then, I don't know. It was a few years ago we had this conversation. But mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's on my, it's on my, it's one of the originals from the Heartbreak playlist. And it just it's a great song when I'm feeling it just to like belt it out and be like yeah lo que pasó pasó you know so yeah yeah I think you're actually right that this is like I think that it is actually like he's talking about a woman that he dated but like Mm -hmm. when like for me like I I was like I always assumed that it was like okay lo que pasó pasó one yeah yeah because he talked like if you look at the lyrics he talks about her being like like yeah, really like shitty. he talks like more mm-hmm. deeply about yeah. her, whatever, yeah. which probably yeah. connotes more of a relationship, a relationship than like, than like a one night stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, that's funny. I mean, maybe that orientation toward the interpretation of the song says something about us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it really does. <laughs> it's like it but. just happened. Whatever, move on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I'm like. Look at Paso Paso. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But um, who doesn't love some, you know, indicative. 2005 reggaeton to like get you through your heartbreak? Like, it's here for you. It's here for you. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that if you are heartbroken and going through a breakup, that this has been cathartic. We hope maybe also that you're not heartbroken right now. But, you know, it's life. Yeah. It happens. It passes. You know, nothing's forever. No feeling is forever. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, all the song information is on the show notes on RileyMania.com. Um, if you aren't a member, you missed out on an, an extra segment on this episode with some old school reggaeton. And Vero and I had a debate about the meaning of the lyrics of a particular song. So um, consider becoming a member. The link is in our show notes. The ongoing support makes this super, super possible and really appreciate all the folks who already are members of the show. Yeah, shout out to y'all. And thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Our newsletter is dope. So give us a follow. We love you. Y hasta la próxima. And shout out to Maite from Cabronas y Chingonas for editing our show. Ciao, babies. Chao. En el libro de los sentimientos nada está escrito Y en el lenguaje del amor no existe el jamás Y el por siempre Que el corazón decida The Take Home Chris y Ángel
Oh.